on the breakout, gold's going to make a new all-time high. Gold-backed ETFs in inflows of over $5 billion. $0.8 trillion gold market. Why are we the only guys to see on this planet? Shake your heads, Ben. Hi, everyone. This is Shane Moran, and welcome to Live from the Vault. Of course, we've got news happening in the precious metals market. And uh, just before we get started here with Andrew McGuire in the UK, uh, please subscribe and share this link with everyone you know. Timing is awesome. Uh, and we're going to go right to Talking Gold with Andrew McGuire. Welcome. Yeah, Shane. And, uh, yeah, you know, this is, this is an impromptu one, of course. Normally, we would have come again next week, but this, this is too important. Uh, so we thought we'd better come in and really have a good look at what's going on. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of shaking happen in the market. I'm getting my phone is ringing off the hook. Of course, I'm no financial advisor. Uh, that's not my area. I'm I'm more of a, a fan and a, not a spectator, but maybe a player. But we're hearing um, all of a sudden this GameStop uh, short squeeze, and that seemed to have that 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 movement has seemed to have or appears to be moving over into the silver kind of short squeeze. Of, Maybe, Andrew, we can start off here by just from where you're sitting, what are you seeing? What's happening uh, now in the market? Yeah, and Shane, you're, you're right. Um, I mean, the, the, the uh, phones have been off the hook, emails flying in, uh, a lot of questions. Um, and look, you know, welcome everybody, because it's, um, this is, it, it, we feel this is important. So, um, so I just want to make sure you're, you're getting this in, in a timely manner. Uh, look, this is a pivotal time um, for all the markets. And, and what we're seeing right now is just unprecedented. So we thought it'd be a good idea to look at what this means and not just for gold and silver, but for the wider market, because obviously gold and silver operate within this wider market. So now what we're seeing is that the Reddit Wall Street bets traders are pushing back against embedded Wall Street hedge and quant funds. Now, this last few sessions, if you look at the charts, clearly inflicting severe damage to the fund models. Now, these Reddit trades are clearly selected by some very sophisticated entities, really likely coming from the gaming space, targeting very vulnerable short-long imbalances held by elite billionaire funds. So these are not, these are not just people who, who've just happened to have come together. Now, these multi-billion dollar institutional funds have really historically operated in a very siloed, convention of calculable metrics. So in other words, agreed by an elite group uh, of people. And they were really not prepared for this out of the blue, massive meme-driven opposition. Now billions, if not trillions, I mean, it, it's, it could easily be trillions, of leveraged bets are still vulnerable to a fresh swarm of these meme-driven raptors, I call them raptors. And, and if, if they're well organized by sheer volume of aggregated size, they'll be able to run all over the, numeric, the numerical logic of these quant structures, which are very, very, as you say, they're very, very well structured and they've been structured through algorithms over the years, but not accounting for a short squeeze. Now, what we're you know, what's really scaring Wall Street insiders is that there's a passion behind this movement to take on the fat cat insiders running the rigged against the small guy Wall Street casino. 
And we've seen that in the gold and silver markets, but by crikey, this is beginning to spill into Wall Street. And this is a major wake-up call for insiders who do not welcome a light shone into what are billions of dollars of bearishly skewed, potentially vulnerable bets. Also, that lifts the lid on the anonymity of dark pool block trades. And that disrupts a very large self-serving conflict of interest, which have been able to hide in a kind of a smoke and mirrors world. And even though really these, these pools have operated sanctioned by officials, they really ought not to be in many respects, because they are self-serving to a large degree. Now, anything that's in, this, in, the, in the dark really needs highlighting. Now, the dust, of course, it hasn't settled here. In fact, the storm is just beginning. Just look at your charts. And this is undoubtedly will change the Wall Street game forever. Now, this is primarily because once the herd learns more about how markets really work, they're going to learn to hunt out lopsided position illiquidity and ultimately learn to arbitrage them to par. And as a direct result, this is also going to impact how insiders' positions in gold and silver derivatives, with a particular focus on one of the, the KBALS tools, which is, of course, naked shorting silver and gold stocks and indexes. Wow. So, so Andrew, what is, how is this, all of this going to affect specifically the gold and silver markets as we move forward? Yeah, Shane, that's perfect. I mean, this brings us right into gold and silver. And silver's now come into the crosshairs of the Reddit meme traders. And really, although this has primarily been the focus on attacking derivative, sil derivative silver positions, this still actually poses a major threat to the house insiders concentrated silver futures positions and who have for years disruptively dumped in synthetic silver supply, tricked out speculators and stealthily gone long physical at the specs expense. That's been the game. And we're 100% certain that insiders are filling their boots and from a wholesale market perspective, I can absolutely attest to it, they're filling their boots with all the physical silver they can, and they are very busy taking delivery of all the physical silver globally on offer, which is deep below physical supply demand fair value prices. Now, so to achieve this, COMEX market making insiders operate as a KBAL, a KBAL of bankers, utilizing really when you aggregate it billions of dollars of futures market position concentration to loan and, and, and loan this margin, loan these loans, and take the short side of the spec longs who've taken on these, these positions, which they've borrowed from, from this KBAL. And the, the view is, of course, to jointly call in these margins or these loans the moment they're sufficiently expended or, or extended or vulnerable. Don't forget that the, the, when, you're, when you're a market maker, and you, you share information with each other, of course, they do, um, then you know roughly where you can see the, your, the book, your, the visible book you have on these loans, you can aggregate very, very quickly where the pain levels are. So as these speculators have historically never stood for physical delivery of these borrowed long positions, 
igniting a coordinated, well-timed price smash into known financial pain thresholds. It forces these longs to capitulate and enabling the house traders to steal back the paper positions from these speculators and square them for a profit. What a lovely game, eh? Really? Then to add insult to injury, I mean, this is <laughs> an injury it is. And because of this can affect, uh, this can affect producers uh, and this can affect real lives, they use these ill-gained profits to buy deeply discounted physical silver for their own books. And this has been the COMEX game since its inception 50 years ago. And now this multi-decade rigged game is actually under attack. So really to kind of summarize, there is no first tier bullion bank that is naked short gold or silver for their own book. But by acting in unison, house insiders exchange trading information and they use the power of position concentration, aggregated position concentration, to short against their physical positions, but then they are further diluted by paper-long leveraged hedges in the over-the-counter foreign exchange silver market. So, and, 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 and obviously traders know this, but for, for just for reference here, the over-the-counter uh, markets are 10 times the size of the COMEX. And they're really, because silver and gold, let's not forget, are currencies and actually trade as a currency cross in, in, the, uh, in the foreign exchange market. So, so when the shills scramble to fill the media slots to talk down silver, saying, as I saw today, I think I saw two uh, this morning, saying there's an oversupply and all positions are fully hedged. Well, what they're doing is purposely ignoring the degree of massive market-making counterparty risk. The problem these insiders are currently experiencing is if the price continues to rise, is that if, if they cannot rig a sell-off, then they are exposed to delivering physical from their own inventory. Now, that's not gonna happen, guys. They are way too busy buying up all the cheap physical silver they can, so deep below what they know is fair value. And we have been tracking recent accumulations of physical silver really closely in the wholesale markets. And it's evidencing these same COMEX insiders draining all the refiner outputs globally. Well, Andrew, I'm, I'm fired up here listening to you. I'm sure all the viewers are just uh, pretty excited about what they're what they're feeling and what they're sensing. Um, I just want to ask you a, qu a quick question here because as as I'm going through all all kinds of different information, I'm sure a lot of our viewers are getting information from all kinds of sources. But this group that was on Reddit, evidently, they're going and they're saying buy uh, buy SLV buy SLV. Now, um, I'm a I'm a physical fan, physical gold, physical silver. Let's say I bought SLV and the price continues to go up. It continues to go up, and all of a sudden I decide, you know what? Can I pick up the phone and say, give me my silver? Would they deliver it to me? How, how does that work? Maybe you can explain it to the people who are out there in this uh, enthusiasm buying maybe SLV. Okay. Um, the simple answer, no, you cannot take delivery. Um, well, not unless you're an authorized participant or you work through an authorized participant. Now, problem with SLV or GLD for that matter, the ETFs, is that the on and off ramps are actually unallocated they are not that's not allocated silver going into or out of the slv vault so what happens is 
And let's just leave the question of the doubtful question that any of this unallocated silver ever gets allocated in the vault. As you see, 600 tons coming in a day. It's just not logistically possible to to bring that much in and count it in and, and, and aggregate it. Plus, we also in, I think we've d- discussed in previous live, live in the Vault episodes how the, the uh, how there's no, when you, if you get the SLV, I, I'd challenge anyone, go, go to SLV, the SLV, try and pull the list of bar, the bar list. I think there is 5,800 pages or something. Well, some something like that. But none of it is searchable. Now, why would that be? Why would you not be able to? Because when we as wholesalers take a delivery of a silver bar, we want to know if it is actually titled to us. So you pull, a, you pull up, uh, and, and especially as we're getting sometimes wholesale silver out of JP Morgan or out of London, uh, as that comes through, and you've got a few tons coming in at a time, you want to be sure that every single bar is not, uh, hasn't got another claim on it. And so you cannot even search that. So, I mean, there's the answer. Of course, there must be a PDF. There must be something that's searchable, but it's not available to anyone. So that really has, I mean, it should have any accountants red flag screaming. And I would challenge the Reddit guys to, you know, to form some sort of group and come after SLV and demand, demand, where is the bar list? Where is a searchable bar list? Where can we see these actual bar numbers? So I mean, that's just aside from that. But so now that you know the on and off ramps are unallocated, so then that means that if you were big enough to take delivery of SLV and you then would go through an authorized participant and you would then receive, what would you receive? Unallocated silver. You then got to go to the market and buy that. Good luck with that at this price. And you know, the SLB gets fixed at the spot price set in the market. Is silver buyable at that price? No. So essentially, all you're ending up with is an unallocated position that you've then got to go to, you get it in your hands. You're now kind of spot indexed to the price, but then you've got to go and find someone that's going to sell it to you. And that's going to come at a big premium. So, you know, essentially, um, as we're talking about SLV, um, I would say what is perhaps helpful at this point is that now SLV obviously is hugely liquid. So it's not like it's not like shorting GameStop or one of those or, or, or a stock. It's very liquid, um, and there's some bad actors involved in there, and they've got big pockets. But by trading the options, I think by actually buying the options and holding those options, you know your risk. You're not going to lose more than you've, than you've paid for the option. And there's enough people coming through and buying those options, then you're going to see, as we've already seen, some of the options resistance levels, when we analyze the options structures, we're seeing some of those options resistance level starting to cave. So, so yes, um, there is a there is maybe a cause to to be on the derivative side, but really no silver, and but really we're kind of talking about the the these insiders, uh, and we mentioned these insiders are, are going out and buying physical for their own book. Look, if you remember, gosh, I think it was probably a, Live in the Life from the Vault episode two, three months ago. I, I, it's one of them. And as we identified in the race to secure physical silver, 
at these deeply discounted prices, we identified several house insiders, these are the bad actors too, stepping up efforts to accrue physical, and that is severely tightening the wholesale supply. Now, we see that as wholesalers. Now, most recently, as we announced in this uh, Live from the Vault uh, episode, we discovered that Indian-owned Standard Chartered Bank had also began competing aggressively with JP Morgan, which everyone knows is the whale, uh, to obtain physical silver for their own book, i.e. compete. Now, it's, it was really interesting to see that this buyer was going so far as to, as to hunt out obscure non-US and European producers and refineries and going to a location I don't wish to discuss because we, we, <laughs> that's an area we go to and booking all the next year's silver allocations they were able to secure, thereby cutting us and many other people's. So to illustrate just how tight physical silver supply is, we evidenced this bank looking in a very locking in extremely large premiums over spot, while additionally incurring very large transportation friction on top of that. So adding to the costs, obviously, for shipping to the US COMEX bullion vaults located within a 150-mile radius of New York. So that's a huge cost. That's not normal to be to be locking in those kind of uh, those kind of uh, uh, premiums um, over spot, but and basically those as these orders come due, that doesn't mean to say you've locked in a price. It means that unless you've done that on your own uh, in the market, what it means is you've then got to go and lock in that price over spot at the time it comes out of the refinery. Now, so. What we're saying is, albeit indirectly, and I want to be careful here because I'm not recommending going uh, delving into the derivatives markets, but SI futures speculators have really received an army of fresh support. Now, this may be at first push, uh, it may appear to have a relatively short shelf life, and I'm sure as hell all the shells that are appearing on the, on the media are saying it might have a short shelf life. And indeed, we've evidenced some pushbacks, um, and we still expect a fight. Come on, guys. But the structural upside damage to the insiders is underway. I can guarantee that. And, we're, and, and really, we, we historically, you know, these insiders, they've been able to take the short side of the paper longs with absolute impunity. Uh, securing the knowledge, the house, like any casino, like any, because it is a casino, uh, knows the pain level of the specs who borrowed longs sitting on their books, as we said. So, however, the sudden tidal wave of thousands of individually held meme-driven fresh options, ETFs, stock longs, make it really difficult for the house to know where the specs futures pain trigger point is, which is pretty unusual. That's not They're not used to having a, a more level playing field here. And such a large, diverse swarm of buy flow streaming in from multiple brokers seeking thousands of tons of leveraged long options and derivative bets, and that targeting an array of really very overshorted precious metal stocks and indexes, that spooks market makers. And we also may see some brokers exit this space. Now, I, I, I mean, a lot of people have been around long enough to know there's been a couple of major broker failures in the past. 
And um, so, so be aware that um, sometimes, and I'm talking about a few years ago, uh, and a lot of people lost a lot of money. But so be careful and make sure that your broker has the wherewithal to handle those positions that you're in. Now, this has become a game, really, though, when we're talking about it, of who blinks first. And it threatens to take the lid off the entire silver capping manipulation process. Well, of course, being a silver whistleblower and being being behind the, the whole, uh, trying to expose this, this, uh, the, this entire sh- uh, charade for years, this makes me very, very happy. And I really appreciate these efforts that, these, that the Reddit guys are making. But it's important to know that if a COMEX insider is caught short, without being able to ring the register and square these short positions in the futures markets, that puts him right in the crosshairs for a physical delivery obligation into a starved, underpriced physical market. Now, even though these short positions are initially represented by just bullion warrants, because that's how the COMEX operates, really essentially nothing, it really bullion moves from one side of the COMEX, the blue line on the center of the COMEX vault, it moves from one side to the other, never tries to, it never exits. This is a shuffle of bullion warrants. And these warrants are deeply underpriced relative to the global market starved for physical delivered uh, deliver, deliverable bullion. And that's what actually puts puts these this short squeeze, gives this short squeeze a little bit of ignition. And every single first-tier bank we've spoken to is carrying physical silver on their own book. And why? Because there's a consensus that is from a supply-demand perspective, physical silver is priced tens, if not hundreds of dollars below fair market value. Who knows the price? It's sure as hell, a hell of a lot higher than this surprise price that we've uh, endured. Now, if these silver warrants are priced below, this is, this is the key though, if they're priced below the rising physical silver price, it's gonna expose the house insiders who shorted silver to having to deliver precious physical bullion backing up these shorts. And that's what I'm hoping is going to happen here. Now, insiders do not want to deliver you their silver. I guarantee you that. The only solution is to let the paper price rise in lieu of giving you this. this. And I've noticed that all day today, uh, right from the early morning, as we saw silver move up into 30, we saw the contango, i.e. the futures price 50 cents, over 50 cents higher than the spot price. And bear in mind, the spot market is 10 times the larger than the, than the uh, Hermes price. So that, that kind of gives you some information there that these guys do not want to discount their physical. However, however, 50 cents plus the, the transportation costs, excuse me, if you can't get your physical uh, and, and you know that the COMEX has it or they purport to have it, and, as, uh, and if you look at their registered inventories, I don't care how many times it's rehypothecated. If you demand delivery, you will get it. And I'm suggesting that that is exactly what people do. Go and demand, absolutely demand physical delivery from the COMEX. Now, you obviously, if, you, if you're trading um, you know, a 5,000 hours contract, then obviously you need the money to do that. Um, so <clears throat> with a, really what we're saying, there's a potential tidal wave of silver demand coming in and it poses a massive delivery risk 
to insiders, which is bound to evidence some initial pushbacks, but that we're seeing that a little bit here, but changing risk reward metrics are going to disincentivize naked short selling in silver and gold. That's what you guys are doing for us. And very short term, as we assessed, assessed in live uh, into the last Thursday's uh, excitement in GC, in, in GC futures, GC is futures gold, SI is, is uh, future silver. Um, the out of the blue spike higher last Thursday was triggered by a slew of unanticipated Reddit Wall Street bet memes, buying silver options and indexes and spooking sleeping shorts in silver. Now, this is, this is actually now turning into something much, much, much bigger. Now, these memes will likely continue to swarm over the likes of, say, First Majestic, many other well-shorted related silver stocks, which in turn weakens the insider's hold they've had in weighing on the gold and silver stock index lever, which has been a historically has been an important component of their officially sanctioned price capping strategy. Now, the upsurge of fresh long open interest, if that, that futures open interest, uh, will and options open interest will ultimately bullishly dislodge a much larger and more liquid. Gold futures and gold and and, uh, and silver futures price capping anchor. Now these anchors have been relied upon to maintain the casino's ninety five percent win metric. Like any casino, you win five percent of the time, they win ninety five percent of the time. That's what it's rigged to be. Andy, it seems like we're in for some exciting times in this market and. Uh... It almost seems like we're upside down here. Uh, first of all, this is not a regular uh, call schedule, number one. And normally on Talking Gold, we're talking gold and, and we'll mention silver. Uh, this has been mostly about silver, but maybe as we wrap up here, uh, you can talk a little bit about what, what you're seeing in the, in the gold market. Yeah, I mean, gold futures. Now, that, that bear in mind that gold is managed very much by uh, Bank of International Settlements, um, by officials. It's, it's, uh, it's the direct competitor to the dollar. Uh, don't forget it, rate trades as a, as a foreign exchange cross. So if you're long uh, gold, you're short the dollar. If you're, you're long the dollar, you're short gold. So essentially, uh, that, that's, why it's, it, that's why it's sort of uh, so, so big in the foreign exchange market. But they're being dragged up higher, though, by a relentless swarm of silver buyers, which in turn forced um, very strong bullish for gold arbitrage flows because you've got the ratio trade between silver and gold. We're seeing that ratio trade collapse, which is bullish uh, for silver, but it's also bullish for gold because these guys are, uh, there is there is a metric that has to be uh, maintained. And as we discussed in um, last week's Live from the Vault episode, which 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 is still available on, on, the, um, on the Kinesis website, there's a scramble to cover off as many unallocated gold contracts as possible related to Basel III. And I really want, if you, if you don't understand the implications of a Basel III, it's really important you understand them because there's going to be a scramble to cover. And undoubtedly, the efforts to cap gold and, and to smack gold down was related to that endeavor. So the Reddit short squeeze is adding to a perfect storm for gold as well and albeit dragged higher at the moment. Now, gold and silver has been coiling for a large move after being counterintuitively monkey hammered 
into large size speculative long short cover that had built, if you remember, December the 15th through January the 6th, there was a very, it, most, most traders were actually either at the Hamptons or on holiday. It was very thin liquidity. And we saw a rise in uh, the gold and silver price from December the 15th when things were thin all the way to January the 6th, then it was monkey hammered down. Why? By the Bank of International Settlements who needed to square about a trillion dollars worth of gold derivatives uh, last Friday. Now, however, as we've also noted, by doing this, insiders drained the reservoir of possible speculative short cover. This is really important because if you've got nothing to cover into, then really how far can you push it? So it leaves very little to cover into without digging a deeper hole. And this is where we were um, as that Thursday meme trade commenced. And now these, these specs actually have a tailwind, which is, which is unprecedented because I've always warned, don't play that game because you're part of the problem. But starting to get a tailwind here, but I'm not, I'm not for one second suggesting anyone buy or sell anything. What I'm saying here is be aware that the futures markets are highly rigged. And if you, are, if you haven't got the margin to back it up, then you'd rather stick to options or something where you know what you're actually, what's your maximum you can lose. But it still applies strong pressure uh, on the market makers. So, but looking at the, the structure as of today, um, the upside profits in silver are still off the scale, not just for the March contract, which comes due later this month uh, in February, um, but the option structure further out is evidencing some bearish bets unwinding. Now, on Friday, a swarm, this is the last data we really got on that, a swarm of bullish call bets were made through into the 30s. Now, these were not institutional bets. It's really clear they weren't. So it will be difficult to apply the usual formula to dislocate these positions. Now, this is unprecedented. And as bets like this are rigged to never close in the money usually, and as we, you know, as we've just mentioned, options market makers are getting very, very nervous and unlikely to skew bets against them with a market that's coming against them already, which is a bit what what uh, people have done, a bit like what people have done in GameStop. So, on the back of this recent Wall Street bets backlash against the traders shorting GameStop on uh, and and stocks and other stocks, the Reddit community are targeting silver um, to push back against the corruptive practices that is so evident in the markets. And people are now waking up and beginning to see right through this smoke and mirrors world. And it's not just about money though. And this is, this is what's so interesting to me. It's a much larger move to exchange rapidly devasing fiat money into real money. And gold and silver, <laughs> I mean, are real money. So pullbacks will be nothing but a gift. Now, this is a huge opportunity here with a surge in demand for physical silver. And in fact, online communities are complaining, though, about not being able to buy enough silver. And that, that has been an issue. So my suggestion into uh, winning this mammoth game, uh, this is a game-changing silver battle, don't margin yourself, buy physical bullion wherever you can and continue to drain global silver supply at, and I, will, I would have to really underline this, at current paper diluted 
prices. They will, it will not be at paper diluted prices if, if, if this Reddit move continues, and I believe it will. However, as of this morning, we actually, I know, obviously, tremendous amount of calls, a lot of retail, and we don't deal on the retail side ourselves, but as of this morning, we see the retail silver market very, very tight, if not impossible to secure silver for sale at anywhere close to wholesale prices. So you might be seeing, you know, 10, 12 bucks higher. You might be seeing 40 bucks. I, I don't know. I, but I mean, obviously, you know, th there's a, a price where somebody's not going to sell it, will sell it to you. And there's a price that it's they're just not. And so, so if you wish to pay a premium, uh, if it's, even if it's 40 bucks silver, if it's, if, look, it's cheap actually in the big picture, if you think about it, However, if you want to obtain, obtain physical silver gold at a wholesale price, I will steer you to Kinesis. It has billions of dollars of wholesale physical silver liquidity available right now. Now, whereas U.S. retail supply is extremely tight and with, you know, and not many people realize, but with airline tra uh, traffic limited, silver does not travel on flights anymore. We used to put 20 tons on the flight and it'd be done. It'd be there in days. This is going by, by ship. Silver is no longer delivered by airline and it has to be shipped, as I say, by sea. And it will take weeks to restore silver prices anywhere close to the wholesale spot price. So if you can lock it in and you've got a, a supplier that you like, great, do it. But however, through, through this relationship with the allocated bullion exchange, uh, which is the sister company of Kinesis, it's eight, Kinesis is able to, to access seven global vaults to fulfill orders for physical silver delivery. Now, wholesale physical silver is made available digitally through the blockchain. So it can be tracked and everything is one-to-one -one allocated, insured, titled to you, and is fully redeemable. So in my opinion, the way to benefit from a rising physical price and, and be well insulated from Wall Street games is to buy physical in any form you can access. Uh, I, I highly recommend that you, uh, again, subscribe here. We're going to bring you up to date. Andy, if there is more breaking news this week, can we maybe jump on another call uh, if there's more to come out? Oh, uh, absolutely. And as I say, this is the reason for this impromptu call today because it's, it's so important. And I really wanted to... Um, uh, thank, uh, thank the uh, this this move uh, by some very very smart people and uh, and uh, and as I say, I think one of the things that I mentioned earlier, which is really important to me, it's it's that there's a passion behind this movement. I've read some stories um, on Reddit where people are saying, you know, my my family's lost this, my family's lost that. Wall Street has screwed us. Uh, you know, my father's company was taken down. Uh, you get all these stories. And in fact, I remember not that many years ago um, when there was a company that had 10 million, uh, sorry, 1 million shares outstanding uh, and 10 million shares were out on short, drove it into zero and the company went down and, and fired their employees. I mean, these stories, these stories anger me. And of course, silver, the story with silver that we discussed. And, and, and um, in fact, if you ever want to uh, look at a good story on gold and silver, Kinesis has many. Um, but there's a, a documentary called The Secret Life of Gold. And that, I'll, I walk the uh, film crew through a multi-billion dollar silver smash in, in, in detail. 
and how it's done, etc., and how we then uh, uh, created uh, gave evidence to the um, uh, to the regulators of 88 examples of where gold and silver would fix the next day, uh, bank robberies undergoing, and how it's taken so many years before we start to see some of these guys actually getting uh, getting uh, charged. But none of them have done any jail time yet, which 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 amazes me. So hey, one one thing I always said when I walked out of the DOJ was one day the physical market is going to run over this game, and I see this is a potential here. So guys, keep it up. That's all I will say. Awesome. Well, Andy, every time I hear that story, I think of. Uh you know, what you went through to, to expose this. And that's back 10 or 12 years ago. And when I think about this, I'm going, yeah, that was 10 or 12 years ago. There was no solution for this massive problem. Guess what? There is right now, there's a solution to this. And I believe it's kinesis. That's just my belief. I love it. It's a monetary system. It's not a coin. It's a monetary uh, system. And I'm excited. Thank you so much for joining us again. And uh, we look forward to our next call. Thanks so much, Andy. And thank everybody for joining us. Thank you so much. Okay, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, uh, hit the like button, the bell. You know what to do. Bye for now.